Let's go. What's happening, friends? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I saw the story about these uh, kayakers that, that were almost eaten by the whale. Did you see it? No. Two kayakers had a close call when they ended up in a whale's mouth. Uh. And I mean, the pictures here, the whale's mouth wide open and they're right in the middle of it. Wow. And a whale is massive. It happened in California. Two women were enjoying a relaxing kayak trip when suddenly a humpback whale broke through the water and put the kayak in its mouth. No <laughs> way. I'm watching it right now. The, the whale came up and just put it in its mouth. It could have easily went straight Jonah on them. Yeah, Jonah and the whale. <laughs> and then so that. what? how did they get out? What happened? So uh, pretty much the whales only feed on krill and sardines. So they were like, so the kayak. Yeah. What's this? Yeah. Both women were uninjured, but I'm telling you, traumatic. Yeah. I'm watching it now. The whale goes up and like almost closes his mouth on it. And the last minute it's like, nah, not for me. And spits it out. It's like sometimes when I eat a piece of chocolate and I go, mm, and there's peanut butter in it. And I have like half of it. And I'm like, <laughs> It's a Bobby Bones show live performance. David Lee Murphy. Everything's going to be all right. She readily asked my plastic cup I said yes ma'am Fill her up Tell me something good that I don't know Cause this world's been kicking my behind Life ain't been a friend of mine And lately I've been feeling kind of low And she looked back over her shoulder And pointed at the sign hanging up on the wall Say everything's gonna be alright. Everything's gonna be alright. Nobody's gotta worry about nothing. Don't go hitting that panic button. It ain't near as bad as you think. Everything's gonna be To hear the full interview and more live performances, check out the Bobby Bones Show podcast at bobbybones.com on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lunchbox has two food prank calls. What's the first one? I called a Mexican restaurant and I said I wanted to order the thing with on a round thing and it's got meat and cheese on it and that's it. Why do you uh, laugh, Eddie? Because in that, what is that? Taco? Like that's a everything. quesadilla. I mean, it's everything, <laughs> everything at a Mexican restaurant, and so I just kept whatever he said. Ah, I don't know. I don't think that's the name. It was just meat, cheese, and a tortilla. All right, here you go. Drive. Uh, yeah. How you doing, man? I'm trying to place an order for pickup. What's the name? Jason. All right, Jason. What can I get for you? Uh, yeah, I want to order the uh, thing. It has a tortilla, uh, chicken, and cheese. I mean, we got enchiladas, burritos, and tacos. <laughs> they, 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 they had it. There was a corn tortilla or a flour tortilla. You know what I'm talking about? The circular thing. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there was some meat. And then there was some cheese on there. Okay. And so, yeah, that's what I was trying to get. I was trying to get two of those. All right. I'm not sure what you if you want enchilada, burrito, or taco. Well, what's the taco? Because that enchilada word, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like that's what I had. Uh, it's got a flour tortilla. It'll have chicken on the inside. And then it comes with uh, lettuce, tomatoes, cheese, side of refried beans and rice. What What's the burrito? The burrito maybe it. Uh, burrito's oh a, <laughs> you know what a burrito, big, you know, it's about it's like, eight you know. inches long. <laughs> got chicken and refried beans on the inside with cheese. It's rolled. What about chimichanga? Is that something? That's fried. It's crispy flour tortilla with chicken and cheese on the inside. I see a margarita. Is it, Could that okay. be it? It's not margarita to drink, bud. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because I'm looking for the thing that's round and it has chicken and cheese. That would be a taco. Can I do a taco but with a tortilla? Taco has a tortilla. Yes, sir. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> that guy. I'm hungry, though. He described it pretty good. Yeah, sure, all of them. Okay, here's Lunchbox now calling a Crystal's. By the way, the Crystal Burger is what, Amy? Um, a tiny burger? Yeah, that's right. That's what they're known for. A little mini? So you called them to do what? I called them and said I went through the drive-thru, and I was all excited. I got home, and there's very little burger there. Like, were they pranking me? I thought it was a prank. He thought he got a prank burger. <laughs> it's so small. Right, here you go. 
Uh, yes, ma'am. I came through the drive-thru and I ordered a burger. And I was all excited. I got home and I opened it up and there's barely any burger. Are you guys pranking me? No, we weren't joking. That's the size of our burger. You must have really hungry and picture that burger big. I did. Like, I thought my eyesight was going. I called the eye doctor, made an appointment, <laughs> and I said, listen, I'm losing my vision because I bought this burger and it's really, really small, I think. And the doctor said, no, your vision's good. It really is just a small burger. <laughs> Which one of y'all playing on this phone? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I mean, have you ever seen the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Honey, I shrunk. Yeah, we shrunk everything. Yeah, I feel like you, you honey, I shrunk the burger. <laughs> yeah, we shrunk the burger, the kids. How many you get? One. Oh, man, I hate that happen. Yeah, now I feel like an idiot. I feel like you guys are laughing at me. Nah, man, we ain't laughing at you. We laughing with you. People don't come, like, when they order from us, they don't order one crystal. They order, like, 24, 12, 10, 5. Oh, so I messed up. So I'm the idiot. I I don't want to call you no idiot. But I'm a dummy. No, I'm not going to call you no dummy either. I'm a silly goose is what you're saying. (laughs) So, last chance. You promise me you're not pranking me. I promise you we're not pranking you. That's the size of our burger. We don't have big burgers at this store. We have small sliders. Okay, because I thought you guys were like the king prankers over there. I was like, whoa, these guys are good. I was going to give you a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) All right, have a great day. Everybody's so nice. Yeah. (laughs) When you look out at the world and you're like, everybody's so mean. and Everybody's so nice. (laughs) Individually. People are amazing. It's when they start to get in groups and it starts to get ugly. Yeah. Lunchbox is messing with these people and they're like, hey, man, you're lovely. (laughs) Amy, so what happened with your son? Well, he loves playing all Kane Brown music and asks Alexa to often play Kane Brown. So different songs are have rotated, but now he's obsessed with Be Like That. Which, by the way, my favorite Kane Brown song. It's a long so time. good. Yeah, here it is. Mm-hmm. So I never even really was paying attention to the fact that it says the A word. Ooh. Oh, should I not say my son says it now and he's 10 but he doesn't know really what that means so i don't know and that he loves that song and it makes him happy and we don't know what it means but now he's using the word in not in an appropriate way so i don't i'm like thanks a lot came brown could we could we have said like I wish I never met your face. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or yep. I wish I never met you at all. Or I wish I never met you that day. Or I wish I never <laughs> met There's your a lot butt. of words. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what'd you say to your son? Nothing. I just said, hey, bud, we can't use that word. But then I don't want him to know. Part of me, he doesn't know that it's a, a bad word. So then I don't even want to draw attention to the fact that it's a bad word because then that might make him want to use it even more. So if I feel like if I just ignore it and maybe move on to another song then we should be good. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that that it's right there in that song, Claire's Day. Eddie's son has picked up something, too, from a TV show. Oh, my God, so dumb. He says that's what she says now because he's watching The Office. So <laughs> That's and, awesome. And he doesn't know what it means, right. obviously, but he just says it around the house. And the other day, like, I, I, I try to remember it, but I think I said something about, like, all right, put it in the dishwasher. And then she goes, that's what she said. That's what she said. And my wife looks at me like, that <laughs> Oddly makes sense. <laughs> that worked in that no, scenario. It doesn't. Not but, really. It doesn't it? Make, what are you guys <laughs> doing at your house? Yeah. Well, that is, makes sense. Is dishwasher code for something? It no. Was, it was just something like that. And I know it was random, but we were just like, okay, he's going to keep saying this. At some point, we're going to have to tell him, like, that's not good to say. He doesn't know what that's yeah. what she said. No, he just watches he the office and he just says, that's what she says. If he says that to his teacher, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> it's not good, man. Kane Brown in the office, making life hard for us. Two things that I think are great for America. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but how do you explain to but them? There's, I have, I, I said, I asked, uh, you know, Alexa to play the clean version of Be Like That, and I don't know that there is, because I guess maybe A isn't classified as explicit. I don't know. I don't think it's explicit. It's not one of the, what is it, seven mm. dirty words? Which isn't a real thing. Mm. Was an old thing, but yeah. Okay. But when we play that song, do we play that here on this station or in on the no, radio? No. No? Because that's not the Kane Brown single. Okay. And that's a pop Kane Brown song. 
Oh, well, it's good enough to play. I, I love, love it. it. It's my favorite. <laughs> so game if we song. do, I wonder what they'll do. Maybe they just reverse do, it. Like, I would wish I would have never met you sometime. They'll yes. do that. Just blank, blank it out. It, which I'm surprised we didn't do that earlier. Oh, sorry. That's why when <laughs> it played, Amy follows I thought, it up. Just in case why, you were wondering just, what the word was. To clarify, that's why I thought I could say it. Sorry. What? Because it, it said it, so you say it. What if your kid says that? I thought I could say it because that's what I heard mommy say. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. That stop. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Nine-year-old Elijah Mays has been in foster homes since 2013. That's 2,700 days. Well, he had the last family he's been with. It's been five years. And finally, after all these pandemic delays and everything, he's finally getting adopted. Everyone's so happy. They had a celebration in the courtroom. The governor came, wow. the governor of Oklahoma. So it's a big deal. And one big deal when you do get adopted is you can change your name. He wanted to keep Elijah. He wanted to keep Mays. But his middle name, he changed it to Stark because he's a big Marvel fan and it's Tony Stark. Oh, I changed it to a Marvel <laughs> oh, yes. I love that. So it's so cool. I love this story. After five years with this family, he finally gets adopted. But honestly, man, it, it, this, this story kind of worries me because I'm in this situation. I've had foster kids for two years now. And... I don't want to wait three more years to adopt these guys. So I've seen this kind of is like bittersweet for me, but good for him. He finally has a home and he's like part of a family now. It's great. Yeah. Two years feels like it's been an eternity, huh? Yeah, it really has. Five years. I mean, pandemic aside, that's three and a half years, no pandemic. I know. I know. And, and, and you know, this is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, that uh, for sure, we feel like that we're going to eventually adopt our two kids. I mean, like Elijah here finally got adopted. But, man, the wait is really hard for everyone. Us, the kids, everyone involved. It took five years for Amy to get her kids. I know. When she adopted them. Yeah, I mean, it's a process for sure. I I'm proud of Eddie just sticking it out, showing up every day for those kids, and that's all you got to do. And yeah, we're praying for that. Yes, thank you. That I'll take that. And what superhero will they be named after? <laughs> that's what? what I was thinking. And then what are they going to change their name to? Right. Who knows? We'll see. We'll have that conversation when it comes. All right. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We're going to play Name That 90s Country Guitar Solo. Ooh, come on. So you just have to tell me the name of the song. It sounds easy. You're going to recognize all these guitar solos, but you have to put it in the song. So write your answer down. We'll do five of these. Here is number one. Okay, that's an easy one, though. I hope you all get that one. Easy as pie. I want you all to say it back to me on the count of three. One, two, three. Friends, Friends in low, low places. places. Good. That's Woo! it. Nice. No. Got one. Okay. I get a lot of these. <laughs> these are still pretty easy, but it's going to get a little bit tougher. Name this 90s country guitar solo. Fiddle solo in there, too. A little bonus. That helps. Amy's singing out the solo right now. Okay. Lunchbox, what do you have? Watermelon crawl. Amy, what do you have? Chattahoochee. Eddie? That is Chattahoochee. That is Chattahoochee. Yeah! Good, good. All right, next up, see if you can name this one. I feel like I just heard it in that last thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, think, think Amy. Uh, Five seconds. Come on. You're speaking like Rosette alone, yeah. scared <laughs> and <laughs> confused. Um, <laughs> All right. Lunchbox. Grundy County Auction. Good guess. That's incorrect. Oh. Amy? I don't have it, but women on the trashy side or something. Confederate oh, that, Railroad trashy women. Not it. Okay, yeah. Eddie? Lunchbox, you're an idiot. Yeah. That's a watermelon crawl. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's it. No! I was 
like, they're going to think I'm so stupid if I think this is Watermelon Crawl two in a row. <laughs> Next one up. Name that 90s country guitar solo. Everybody in lunchbox. Don't ask her on a straight tequila night. Great song. Not it. That what? does sound, sound a little yeah. bit. Oh, Don't ask her on a straight tequila. <laughs> Not it. Eddie. That's Neon Moon Bones. Amy. When the sun goes down on my side of town, Neon Moon. I spend most every night beneath the light of a neon moon. Eddie, if you get the next one, you win. Amy yeah. has a chance to tie. Okay. Yeah. See if you can name this 90s country guitar solo. Hmm. Amy, what do you have? Dust on the bottle. Correct. You've now tied it. Let's go to Lunchbox. Dust on the bottom. You got your one. No, bottom. Dust on the bottle. Bottle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's dust on the bottle. If you have bottom, that's incorrect. <laughs> Remind me. A little dust, dust on, on the bottom. bottom. <laughs> Eddie, if you have dust on the bottle, you are the champion. What do you have? I'm just going to read what I have written down. Go ahead. It is uh, dust on the bottle. Nice. There he is. There's our winner. Good game, though. Yeah. On the show right now is Michael in Arkansas. Hey, Michael, what's going on with you? So I bought my, I am host to my girlfriend, and she want, she asked if she could pick the ring, and I said, okay, that's fine if you want to pick the ring. And anyways, she picked out one of those $8 rings because we just had a newborn baby, so our money's kind of tight. But I feel bad because I didn't buy her an actual engagement ring, so I don't know if I should go and buy her one without her knowing and give it to her or just leave it be. Okay, I'm glad you asked that question. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. You have a newborn baby. I don't think you need to be throwing a bunch of money at a ring right now, especially if she's not expecting one. What I do think would be nice to do, though, is the year anniversary. You save up. You have a little time, too, to save up a little bit of money and get her a ring. Maybe even the wedding day. You could get a, a nice band that goes with the wedding. I don't think you need to do it right now because, obviously, you have other more important things like a human life to take care of. Would you agree with that, Michael? Yes. And she's not saying she wants it, so there's no need to feel any pressure to get it. So my advice for you is take care of the kid, save up a little bit. Heck, if three months down the road you saved up a little bit and you want to buy her something, do it then. Do not put pressure on yourself to upgrade that ring right now, okay? Okay. You being a good dad is going to be worth so much more than you getting her a ring that's just a little bit better than the one you already got her. So feel good about that. You're making a responsible decision, and I like that about you. Thank you. All right. Now you go have a good day, well, good I life. Pre- I appreciate it. I listen to you all every morning, and I finally got to talk to you all. First time. Well, we're super pumped you got in. And uh, have, tell her we say hello to and congratulations on the baby. Thank you. All right, there he is. There's Michael, everybody. It's a Bobby Bones Show live performance. Joe Nichols, Broken Heartsville. Here's to pass, they can kiss my glass. I hope she's happy with him. Here's to the girl who wrecked my world. That angel did me in. I think the devil drives a cool devil. I watched him drive away over the hill Not against her will I've got time to kill Down in broken Hartsville Nice, love it, come on To hear the full interview and more live performances Check out the Bobby Bones Show podcast at bobbybones.com On the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your podcasts Here's Amy's pile of stories So I just thought this was an awesome story for humans because Walmart has fired their inventory tracking robots, realizing that humans work just as well. Yes. So robots out, humans in. Well, here's the thing. They need to make better robots. I hope they go back to the lab. (laughs) You know they're working on that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, good. (laughs) 
usually maybe yeah. so they might be hiring if you're looking for a job. <laughs> well, we forget though, with robots, people have to actually service the robots. People have to work tech on the robots. They're just different kinds of jobs. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they had a five-year contract with a, but good. a robot Take company. that, Elon Musk. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's right. <laughs> All right, what else? Humans won. Robots. 9,463. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> okay, so this woman who got a dirty pic in her DMs, like mm. a man sent his. Yeah. And she's 24 years old. Her name is Shania Brooks Jackson. So shout out to her. She lives in Lexington, Kentucky. And after she did that, she did some detective work to track down this guy's mother. And she reached out to the mom and said, your son is uh, sending pictures of his privates to people. Just thought you should know. But he was humiliated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the mom initially said her fu- her son's phone must have been hacked because he would never do that. Of course not. But then she later apologized and uh, said, yeah, okay, that's my son. And I mean, it is a way. It's a tactic. I mean, it, it might not work, but hey, a mom might be able to get through to her son. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. And you need to re- learn how to respect women. I wonder if she sent her mom the picture, though. Oh. Oh. Poor mom. <laughs> and that's how the mom identified the son? She's like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> I mean, but poor she's mom. She's like, that can't they... be him. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, great. Right. Yeah. That's him. Maybe that is how she's discovered. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Amy, is that it? Yes, maybe. That's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Shonda Lemon is a mail carrier for the United States Postal Service, and over the years, she's kind of gotten to know some of the people on her route, and one of those people is 89-year-old Helen Awanski, and she's even nice enough to wrap rubber bands around her mail so it's easy for the lady to get it. Well... Three days go by and the mail's still in the mailbox. She's like, that's just not like Helen not to get her mail. And she's like, usually she tapes candy to the mailbox for me and there hadn't been candy in three days. So she calls police to do a welfare check and Helen had fallen, Mm. injured herself and hadn't been able to get up. And now she's in a rehab facility getting all better. Thanks to Shonda, the mail carrier. That's, that's amazing. A, that's a good story. Also, good for Helen. Good yeah, for Helen, Helen for putting candy in the mailbox. Because then Sean's like, where's my candy? Yeah. It's not there. Well, it developed a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good story. That's also a big call to call the cops and go, I need to do a welfare check. Mm-hmm. She oh, still man. did it. Yeah, I've never thinking. done the welfare check oh, one. Oh, boy. I, I, I'm going to have to start <laughs> doing that. If I don't see idea. one of my neighbors for a few days, I'll call for a welfare oh. check. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Like, that is the one call. I, I mean, I've done the 911. Oh, there's this. It looks like there's a break-in. There's this. There's a car wreck. I have never done a welfare check. You know, check. I've never seen my neighbor, and I've lived there for like three years now. You so, should buy a welfare check. So I think I'll have lunch. See what's call. up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, that's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It is time for the investigative corny, and we will ask us our morning corny. We have 90 seconds to figure it out. Team, are you ready? Ready. Ready. Here we go. The Morning Corny. Why is it a little risky to let your kids watch big band performances on TV? Why is it a little risky to let your kids watch big band performances on TV? <laughs> horns? All right, go. Horns, drums. Wait a minute, I get horns? I mean, no. I get horns? <laughs> is that too bad? Horny? <laughs> um, it makes them... I mean, I can't say that on the show. It wouldn't be that. That's it, corny after no, dark. There's no way that that could be the answer. That would be corny after dark. But I'm thinking big bands. They use horns. I mean, uh, what do? What's the question again? What's the question again? Why is it too risky to let your kids watch big band performances on TV? On TV, big band performances. I mean, I would go with the horn. No, the we can't go that way. We can't. Just can't I mean, be it. The... Right. That's a little too risque yes. for this. <laughs> yeah. And then there's risky, and then there's TV. Yeah, what does TV, what does TV? That have yeah. to do with anything? Screen. Um, right, big gonna... band. That, that's where they would watch it. Or they could watch it at a theater. Sure. Or a park. Okay. Well, just using it. Okay. All right. So it has nothing to do with TV. I don't know. I just want to. I don't even want to say it. I don't even want to say it. No, I'm not even. Your mind is going out there. Yeah, but I don't know my else. Doesn't mean it's appropriate for this time in the morning. I just don't. know I know. What else. That's why I'm saying. Like, yeah, you want to say. Horned. I mean, I don't know anything about a big band. Uh, uh, it's like big orchestra, like uh, horns and Brian sets or orchestra. Yeah. 
I mean, that's cherry what, popping daddies. Yeah, old jazz. Time. Oh, oh we're man. out of time. Oh, cherry popping daddies. I've heard of them. Before. You want to go with that, Bones? <laughs> that's all we got. I hope this is. I wouldn't. After I wouldn't dark. do it. I, you know I, what? I'm just gonna set. We have no answer for this a one. Good one. <laughs> Smart. Okay. Hit me with that, Ray. <laughs> the morning corny. Why is it too risky to let your kids watch big band performances on TV? Why? Too much sax and violins. <laughs> <laughs> sax and violins. Where's the violin? Oh, violins. Sax and violins. Violins. Sax and violins. Sax and violins. That's a bit tough. That's funny. Yes. I mean, well, but that'd we were, be tough for us to get. We almost got there a little bit. No, we wanted to go talk about the horns. <laughs> we did not almost get there. So what happened to you? So we were in a parking lot, me and Stevenson and my in-laws, and this car pulls around next to us and rolls down the window. And I was like, oh, hello. And she's like, hey, you don't know me, but my name is Ashley. And she rolled down the back window of her car. And in the car seat was this little boy. And she's like, and this is Tyson. And I just wanted you to know that your adoption story from a few years ago, because we adopted from Haiti three years ago, but it was a five-year journey before that she said just listening to you inspired us to adopt and this is our son tyson wow that we now have because of that and stevenson was right there and heard it all and it just was such a good opportunity for him to hear that and he felt special that his story was a part of helping another kid have a home and her name was ashley his name was tyson shout out so cool wow Mm -hmm. did were you emotional after that yeah, I, I think especially anytime, you know, we have those days here where we're like, what are we doing? And nothing we're doing matters. Yes. Yes. Because sometimes we come in and just talk about whatever stuff that doesn't really matter and people have real things going on and we try to be the levity for people at times, but also talk about our real life moments and our hard stuff. And the adoption process was hard for us and you know, not being able to get pregnant was, but then turning it into adoption and now having a home for Stevenson and Stashira with us is really cool. But knowing that I shared that part of my journey on the radio and it impacted another family's life and this little boy Tyson is pretty cool. Eddie, yeah. do you get people reaching out to you too about you fostering kids? Yeah, I've had a couple of DMs of people really mostly with questions like, uh, did, did you go through this or how did you get involved? Because we're thinking about it now that you told your story and things like that. And I've done a couple of video chats with people, just kind of giving them a little advice here and there, telling them my story again in more detail to help them out. But it's been really cool. Do you answer your video chats with them like you do me on the toilet? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> did you, not do you want to be grossed out? <laughs> FaceTime Eddie at like 1 p.m. But you don't do, to be fair, you don't do phone calls. You do FaceTime. So I'm not going to miss your call. I'm on the toilet. I'll get it. Yeah, but you need to text me back. <laughs> on the toilet. Yeah, or I'll call oh, yeah. you in a minute. <laughs> hey, hit you back. That's an easy one. Okay, all right. Next I, time. That's a great story, though, Amy. That's cool. And I hope they're listening and they can hear this, too. Me, too. Yeah. yeah. Glad you guys are here. Let's do this. And with this, we'll go over to Katie, who is listening in North Carolina. Katie, what can I help you with? I recently came across some text messages from one of my parents to another person that leads me to believe that my parent could be cheating on the other. Mm. So I am trying to decide, do I act like I never even seen these text messages or do I approach my parent and tell them I saw these text messages. I don't know what to do. Okay, so your parents have been together for how long? Um, 28 years. Has there been any history that you know of of infidelity? Yes. Mm. From the same parent. <sighs> okay, this is what I would say, because you're put in a tough spot. Whatever you do ain't right, ain't wrong. Because it's just a tough situation to be in. Right. If it is weighing on you heavily, which I hear from your, your your voice and how you're presenting it, it is weighing on you. I definitely wouldn't go to the other parent first, the one that's being cheated on. I would mention something to the parent. How did you see the phone? How did you see the text messages, by the way? Um, we were coming home from my brother's wedding, actually, um, and it was on an iPad, and the iPad kept going off, and I had it in my possession, possession so I just opened it and looked at it. So that's how I found them. And by these text messages, are you sure 
because that's a quite the large accusation to throw. Are you sure? Would you bet money that that's what's happening? So the text messages I seen, one said, I can't talk because I will be present. The daughter will be present. I can't talk to you today with a red heart. Oh, so that no. leads me to believe oh. very strongly that. Did you see the name of the person? Happened. Like, are you sure that it the, was? The number's not saved mm-hmm. in the device, but I did Google. I have done some detective work. Okay, my advice to you is: first of all, whatever you do, you don't don't be angry and upset at yourself. This is a, a, a unfortunate situation that you're in. I would not go. I'm assuming it's the dad because the dad men are slime balls. Um, I would just for the sake of the story here, I would go to your dad and go, "Hey, I had the iPad and I saw this." Like, what do you want me to do? Put the ball in his court, and uh, then he may go, hey, it wasn't this. It was this, and I'll handle it, and I'm sorry. I'll, I'll tell your mom, um, or, hey, shut up. It's none of your business. But whatever it is, I think it's it's you should address it with them first and, and then let it play forward, and you'll have to make decisions after that. But I don't think you go to the mom first without going to the, 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 wit, the witness, the defense mm. witness first. Yeah. That's tough. That's a stinky situation. Especially if there's a history of it. It is. Yeah. You got to go to the the person who's texted us. Amy, what do you think? I agree. If it's the dad or the mom, whoever it is, that's who you go to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's hard. I remember seeing something on my dad's phone once that I need to unsee. I just never said anything about it. Was it his? No. But I mean, it just was text I didn't need to see. And I still now this call is bringing them back into my head and I want to unsee them. So, you know, you could do like me and ignore stuff. You or, actually could. Or yeah. you could, uh, you know, because I hadn't thought about the text in years until now. But or you could do the thing, which I think is what's going to make you feel best is go talk to him and see what he has to say. And maybe you don't have a full understanding of what's yes. going on with your parents. You know, Yes. They may have an open relationship. It may make you want to vomit, but they may have an open relationship, <laughs> but they probably don't. <laughs> probably not. But you need to have that conversation <laughs> with that parent. OK, OK. Sounds good. This I like is, that. Uh, I put it in their court yep. and say, this is, I saw this. What do you want me to do with it? I like that idea. Yep. I think that's it. Let us know how it goes, okay? Okay. Sounds All right. good. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A man in Eugene, Oregon is lucky to be alive, and it's all because of his rescue dog, Jack. Tom Braun credits Jack for saving his life while he was asleep and choking in the middle of the night. Tom said he thought he was dreaming that he was choking. Isn't that so weird? Like when you dream something and you wake up and you're kind of doing it or you hear something on TV that feels like it is. And that's a scary version. He was choking in his dream, but then the dog started barking really loud and starts nudging him while he's choking. He woke up, noticed there was blood on his shirt because he had some dental work done, and apparently a blood vessel had opened up, and he was starting to choke because the blood was going in his throat. Wow. If it wasn't for Jack, the dog, Tom's like, I don't think I would have woke up. I thought I was just choking, and then all of a sudden, you're full of it, and you can't breathe at all. Dang. Luckily, he was taken to the hospital right away, treated in the hospital. Now he's doing well, but without the dog, he said he might have choked to death. (laughs) Crazy story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Craig Morgan. Craig, how are you, man? I'm good, buddy. How are you? It's good to see. I mean, I see you quite regularly. We're doing the opera. With the opera, around, yeah. But, but still, it's really good to see you in studio. You too, man. What is your favorite Craig Morgan song of There's, all time? Uh, well, what I love about Sunday. Oh. Obviously. Do you guys know that? Oh, 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 he's <laughs> grabbing it right now. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's, let's hear a little bit. Sunday best He's usually up to his chest In old and grease There's some Martins walking in With that mean little freckle-faced kid Who broke a window last week Sweet Miss Betty likes to sing off key In the pew behind me That's what I love about Sunday Sing along as the choir sways Every verse of amazing grace Then we shake the preacher's hand Go home into your blue jeans Have some chicken and some baked beans 
football team, not do much of anything. It's what I love about Sunday. Nice. Come yeah. on. I did think once we sent you a voice memo of her singing that in the car. Yes, Didn't she I did. text you? I was like, Craig, she's singing every song. I can't get her to stop. That's awesome. I do have a question. Yes, ma'am. Can I ask a question? You can do whatever you want. Okay. Is it Sally and Rod, Ron, or Rob? Because I trail off. I hit raw hard and don't ever know what time's <laughs> on. That's uh, funny. That is funny. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? So where's that line? Uh, uh, looks like Sally and, and Rod. Oh, Ron. Ron. Looks oh. like Sally and Ron. I think that's um, Harmony part two, and I don't even. Right. Are you wrong? Right. We do sure? the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the singer. Yeah. It's, it's like Sally and Ron. It's up to our interpretation. Ron, yeah. It might yeah. be Rob. It could be Ron, Rod. It could be Bob. Aww. Looks like Sally and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> You've done so many things, so many, so many careers that that, that give back. Consistently, right? You listed all the things. You even worked in the dairy department at Walmart, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Talk about that? <laughs> you, know, you watch the weather close when you're that guy. How did you, like, because for you to jump into a career of doing country music, that's kind of, all those jobs, as crazy and as dangerous as they are, That's they're still stable and you have a job. As a police officer, you have a job. In the, in the military, you have a job. This is not stable what you're doing now. No, like, you're right. How in the world did you go, all right, I'm going to go pursue country music and it's complete instability? Uh, I, I, I attribute it to uh, a couple of leaders that I had um, who were great, uh, uh, very inspirational. Uh, in fact, when I decided to make the transition uh, out of active duty, I was so unsure that, it, that this would work that I stayed in the active reserves. And I went and talked to my commander, who to this day is a very dear friend. And another gentleman, some of you may recognize the name, General Shelton. He was my general officer at the time. Uh, and I went and talked to him, and I said, look, I'm considering getting into the music business. I think, you know, if I don't do it now, I never will. Because I was at 10 and a half years of active duty, half my career, you know, over. So, and, and I'll never forget, Colonel Graham and General Shelton both said, if you stay in the Army— there's a good chance you're on track to be the sergeant major of the Army someday. We believe you have the potential to be the sergeant major of the Army. But we also think that you should try this. Stay in the active reserves. If it don't work, you'll come back in. You'll lose no time in service. At least you can say you tried. You're really good at this. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, they had more confidence in my ability than I did. I mean, I, I wasn't trying to be – I didn't get out to be a singer, really. I really wanted to just write because I knew that you could make money writing songs instantly through this thing called, they call an advance. I didn't understand it at the time, but I knew you could get paid. I had a wife and two kids, so I needed to make money. So that's what I did. I got a publishing deal, and, and that led to a record deal, and now here we are. What was the first song for you when it hit? It could have been your first, second, third hit, maybe not even a hit, where you go, okay, I think I ha- actually have some, some, some real chance here to, to stay in the music scene. Like, oh. what, what, what song was it? Uh, I think Almost Home definitely helped. That was a pusher for me. But I, I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, in 2000, my first single came out of a song called Paradise, uh, which was a top 20 or top, mm-hmm. top 30 hit. I mean, and that's a big hit. Of course, back then it, it was different than it is now. Um, but it wasn't until 2008 when I was made a member of the Grand Ole Opry that I felt like I had some stay power in the business. I'll be honest. So, <laughs> Craig Morgan's here. You mentioned Almost Home, which again has probably been played in my house more times than the past <laughs> month, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. She's it's a good one. And she's like, this is such beautiful. a sad. Why do you love this song? It's beautiful. It's about a person whose dreams are better than his real life, and he wants to stay in his dreams, and someone wakes him up because they think he's needs to go home, but he's like, I was home in my head. Oh, you just described that song yeah. to the, I mean, to its perfection. That is exactly. Craig Morgan's here. Do you guys want to play a little bit of Almost Home? Yeah, we'd be glad to. From 2002. He had plastic bags wrapped around his shoes. He was covered with the evening news. Had a pair of old wool socks on his hands. Bang sign was flashing five below. It was freezing rain and spitting snow. He was curled up behind some garbage cans. Was afraid that he was dead I gave him a gentle shake When he 
opened up his eyes I said, oh man, are you okay? And he said, I just climbed out of a cottonwood tree I was running from some honeybees Drift drying in the sun Calico Creek I was walking down an old dirt road past a field of hay that had just been mowed man I wish you'd just let me alone cause I was almost Come on. That's great, man. That is great. Thank you. Craig Morgan's here. You did the uh, Lifetime movie. Yeah. What is your acting experience up to that? Uh, I, well, this is my third movie. Uh, I've been on the TV show Rizzoli and Isles. I had a character in that. I tell people I laugh because I literally have a, uh, a bachelor's of science in forensics, and the only time I've worked as a forensics investigator was on the TV show Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that TV commercial, you know. Uh, but that's the truth, yeah. Um, so I've done a bunch, and, I, and I've been pretending, I've been acting like a singer for almost 20 years. <laughs> when are you most nervous, acting, singing, or when there's a crazy situation and you're called into action to, to help somebody? The helping somebody, I never get nervous in those situations because I figure the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to die. And I'm prepared to die I, at, at any time, uh, whether it be COVID or, or getting hit by a car or, or you know, whatever might, the situation might be. I'm, my soul is ready. Uh, I don't want to die. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'm prepared uh, spiritually, physically, emotionally. I'm prepared to die. Uh, I, I really get a little nervous uh, in the acting thing, depending on who's there, because I'm not a you know, staple actor. So I want to do well because I don't want people to go, oh, country thinker, singer thinks he's an actor, you know. <laughs> Just like baseball players think they're singers, you know, or songwriters or whatever, you know. Uh, anytime we cross into another genre, we, have, we take the stigma with us. Uh, so I want to do well. I want to represent. I, want, I, want, I, want, I love it when I do something and the director goes, hmm, not, not what I expected. <laughs> and you, um, like, you like acting. I do. I love it. I enjoy it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I don't have to worry about a band, a crew. <laughs> no offense, Mike. <laughs> no offense, Mike. <laughs> uh, but 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 on stage, I want to do well. As as uh, also, I've been singing one of your songs wrong for <laughs> thirteen years now. You know which one? Mm-hmm. Which one? International Harvest. International Harvest. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in Virginia. Caitlin and I are. We go to Virginia for my Nat Geo show, and we're we're on a farm, and. <laughs> Kaylin's singing every word. You want to sing a little bit of it? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm a son of a third generation farmer. Come on. I've been married 10 years to the farmer's daughter. I'm a hardworking, God-fearing combine driver, hogging up the road with a <laughs> plower, check a lug a lug in five miles an hour. I'm an international harvester. No, 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 because oh. I sang I'm an international yes. harvester because that's how he sings it, but it's on my international You're right. Well, Bobby says, I'm a... Yeah, I was like, I'm... where's he harvesting? Russia? China? <laughs> <laughs> Give us a little bit of that uh, 2007 international harvester from the, from the, the, the mouth of the man himself. Yep. <laughs> I'm the son of a third generation father. I've been married 10 years to a farmer's daughter. I'm a God-fearing, hard-working combine driver, hogging up the road on my plower, chugga-lugga-lugging five miles an hour on my international harvester. Come on! That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> 
I think if people go to, and this is the, the most complimentary thing that I can say, and I hope you take it this way. I think sometimes you go to a show and you're like, oh, I didn't know I knew that song. I didn't know I, if they go to one of your shows, I bet you if they're not a super fan and just a casual fan, they go, I didn't know he sang that because you have so many hits. You're not offending me at all. In fact, I had a t-shirt made <laughs> that on the back, it's literally, and we sell them. It says, the guy who sings mm. International Harvester. That's what I love about Sunday, Redneck. Y'all come on, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can read lips and I, I can't tell you how many times I've been on stage and I see someone go, I didn't know he sang that song. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Dude, when you, let's, do, uh, let's do one more. Let's do Redneck Yacht Club. I feel like if we don't, my listeners are going to be upset. All right. Ready? I made my buddies out on the lake. We headed out to a special place we love. But just a few folks know. There's no signing of no monthly dues. Take your Johnson, your Mercury, or your Evan Rude and fired up. Made us out of particle. I come on in, the water's fine. I just idle on over and toss the line. Bass trackers, bayliners, and a party barge strung together like a floating trailer park. Anchored out and getting loud all summer long. Side by side, there's five houseboat front porches, has to turf lawn chairs and tiki torches, regular Joes rocking the boat. That's us, the Redneck Yacht Club. Come on, Craig yeah. Morgan in studio. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, did you enjoy your experience here? I loved it. This has been extremely special for me. Thank you for coming in and just being so open and playing. And you got her up to the studio, which she's always like, you know, I'm just going to listen on the app. I'll listen <laughs> later. So, <laughs> Well, thank you, Caitlin. No, thank All you. All right, Craig Morgan, everybody. Thank yeah. you, Craig. Thank you all. Lunchbox in this call, why did you call a pharmacist? Because I told them I was having bad allergies, and my buddy said, oh, here, I got a perfect pill for you. And I took it. And I had still allergies, but something else happened. Is it a blue pill? It's a little blue pill. <laughs> okay, here's Lunchbox calling a local pharmacy. This is a pharmacist. Can I help you? Uh, yeah, man. I, I, I was uh, having some allergy problems, and I was at my buddy's house, and he was like, here, take this pill, and it'll kill your allergies. And my allergies are still there. And I, I'm I, there's something else going on, though. What's going on? Well, so, like, he gave me this little blue pill in the, the shape of a diamond, and let, let's just say that uh, the tent is up, but I'm not trying to go camping. <laughs> let's just say that it is, like, the clock says 12 o'clock, and it's not supposed to say that. It's supposed to say 6 o'clock. How long has the clock been stuck at 12? <laughs> Four hours. Four, Four hours? I don't know what to do for you. If you took a if you took a blue pill and it was in the shape of a diamond, uh, it said it something to like, me like it, you took a Viagra. No, it said VGR one hundred. It didn't say Viagra. Yeah, that's the markings. So that's the markings uh, according to this clinical pharmacology uh, website that I'm looking at. That's the markings of a one hundred milligram Viagra. What? So no, 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 no. Uh, and if it's been four hours, I would say it's time to go to the doctor. I got to pick up my kids at school in a few hours. Oh no! Um, Have you ever tried the uh, the belt trick? Excuse me. Or the waist the waistband trick. The what? The waistband trick or the hunch over trick? I think it's going to be your only option because you can't be walking into a school like that. Uh, all right, thank <laughs> you. All right, good luck. Uh, actually, actually. I- <laughs> what? What is the what? What is I the waistband? What is know. the waistband trick? You put it I in don't. the waistband. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I heard that before I, in my life. I don't. I was, thank you. I don't want to have to Google it. <laughs> what is the? Uh, what's the other one? Bend the down. Hunch over. Hunch trick. Over. What is that? You guys got a bad back. <laughs> you just like. If you're bent over, just think about your pelvis kind of rotating back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just waddle into school and get your kids. <laughs> Sir, are you okay? <laughs> I just got a bad back. It's okay. Hey, pretty nice guy, though, huh? <laughs> nice. Nice. Awkward. What town was he in? He was in Ohio. I don't know what... I forget the town in Ohio, but... When you search for people to prank call, what do you search? I just think of, okay, where are we not on the air so they won't recognize my voice? Because if you call someone we're on the air and they recognize your voice, it ruins the whole thing. So you just call someone we're not on air and just... I try different states every different different calls. 
And do you call them back afterward and let call them back afterwards and let them know? And how was he on that callback? He was like, "Oh, that was a funny one, man." We, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right, there he is. Lunchbox strikes again. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Lincoln City, Oregon. A 29-year-old man's in the grocery store checkout with his friend. He's talking. He's like, oh, man, I forgot to show you. I got a new 9-millimeter Glock. And he pulls it out of the holster, and he's showing his friend, holding it in front of himself, and (laughs) shoots himself right in the groin. Oh, God. How groin in the groin? Like right through the groin, out the left thigh, and almost hit the female artery. Oh, the female, the female artery. artery? So it hit the, the male, male artery. artery. <laughs> oh, it, fem- fem- femur, femoral, femoral, <laughs> female, <laughs> whatever. That's but, a good try. Yeah, he's in the hospital. All right, there you go. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. On the phone is Rhonda in Tennessee. Hey, Rhonda, what's going on? Hey, is this Bobby? It sure is. I love, love, love your show. And um, in May of last year, my husband got um, detained in India. And every morning for seven and a half months, I would listen to you guys. And it uplifted my spirit so much. And I I love your show. And I love Amy's uh, stories about adoption. And I just love everybody. Uh, what happened to your husband in India? I think everybody went at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a really sweet, uh, you're very sweet to call. Um, well, um, my husband is a minister, and he uh, went to India. He was going to Nepal, and he got uh, detained in um, in India for, well, seven and a half months because he was trying to do the Lord's work. He uh, a missionary. It was highly publicized all over wow. the world. Um, he's back, though? Are, like, he's safe? He is back. But as you can imagine, there was many, many, many mornings coming to work. And I work here at a local hospital. Many mornings I would come to work, and you guys were so uplifting. And um, and I'm 58, so I'm not a young person. So, But your, your show, it just speaks to so many ages, age groups. And I, I, if I, I can't hear your whole show because I, <laughs> I'm working, but I go home every night and listen to the podcast. Wow. That's how much I love, love, love your show. Is your husband and, and I want to thank Brian Naren? I'm sorry. Yes, it is. Yeah, oh. I just pulled up a news story. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It's it's been all over the news, um, and he he even got to go um, to the RNC. We got to go to the White House. We got to go to. Um, uh, I didn't get to meet the president, but he did, and so that was just an amazing time, amazing trip. Wow. And even though uh, we went through some very very dark days, because they wanted to give him three to five years in uh, prison. But thankfully, he only spent like six days in an Indian prison, and he was released to um, a little guest house there where he stayed for seven more months. And um, but you know he came home. He's well. He he he's doing great. Well, wow. um, our lives will never be the same, but not in a bad way. Well, thank you for calling. So thankful he's okay. Wow, what a call to end the show on, huh? Yeah. What a oh. that's crazy. Like yeah. Okay, we do have to go. Uh, thank you for your call. Wow, crazy. Amy, you have five seconds. What are you doing today? A no, uh, very normal day. Good what about you. Very normal. Very busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of happening. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Bye, everybody. This is a Bobby Bones show. Bobby Bones.